welcome to the second season of our triune pod we are still preparing you to praise join me the reverend nick comiskey and the reverend bendy hart for a conversation about low-key theology lived experience and often unrelated pop culture as we break down one of the psalms we hope it's an inspiring maybe a bit irreverent but mostly helpful way to get you ready for some god time Christmas, Benjamin. How are you, man? I'm great, man. Happy 2022. This is our first episode of 2022. Yes. Well, it's like not really. It's for 2022. Yeah, yeah. it's for 2022. We're jumping the gun, but we're jumping know. the gun. Yeah. Um, We're a little loopy still. Christmas is over. We've had like 25 services. Who knows how this pod will turn out? I was like, by the time we got to the end, I was like, I don't even know who I believe in anymore. I just know (laughs) I need to finish these services and be done. But yeah, praise God. Hey, I'm coming to see you tomorrow for your birthday. Can't wait, man. We're uh, we're going to party Omicron New York City style. (laughs) Last great night in uh, New York with Ben DeHart for me, man. This is it. Until Mockingbird. So like, let's be real. It's going to be like That's a true. couple months. That's true. That's true. But uh, what have you been doing, man? You've been watching any good movies or seeing anything good? You know, maybe it's an oldie, not a, not necessarily a new thing, but. Yeah, dude. Well, I mean, I, I saw everyone's favorite Christmas movie the other day. It's a wonderful life. Um, but you know, people talk about that all the time. So all right, more yeah, interestingly. Normsville. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, a bunch of my friends who are movie people say that they're, that is their favorite movie, which I feel like I've always loved that movie. So that gives me a little yeah. clap. No, it's a fine movie. It's just not interesting. Uh, but yeah, so some of the interesting movies I've seen, I've, I've been checking out the year end lists and my favorite site, Metacritic, on what they've said are the best movies. And uh, recently I saw Come On, Come On with Joaquin oh, yeah. Phoenix, That's a good who one. seems like to only... You didn't like it? I loved it. Yeah, I lo- it was Oh, great. okay. Yeah, uh, that was that was awesome. Um, there is this Belarusian, or uh, not a Belarusian movie, I'm confusing with another one, a Bosnian movie, which I cannot oh. pronounce, that I really, really liked. Um, and it, it was wow. it's on Barack Obama's favorite movie list. So oh, cool. don't take cool. my word for it. What, what what platform? Was it on a streamer or did you go see it somewhere? Oh, it's, I think it was Amazon. Don't call me on okay. that, but it's definitely streaming. Okay. So yeah, I recently a free saw... Trial. I recently saw this movie. It was at Alamo, actually, like in a theater. But it was an—I think it was like—I think it's the first, like, or one of the very first slasher horror movies. It's called Black Christmas. Have you heard of this? No. When it's it about out? a 1974. It's about a sorority house that gets like attacked by this like deranged, presumed incel. But you never really see him. It's kind of a mystery who he is. But it's—it's uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's a very funny. I mean, it's a very cool movie. It's very like you know lo-fi. But what's great is, you know, it's over, it takes place over Christmas. And so there are these scenes where there will be like boys choirs singing like, oh, come all you faithful in one frame. And then the second frame is like a 22 year old girl being like stabbed to death. It's like, it's an incredible, it's incredible. Boy. It's like Christmas macabre, you know, it's like, it's pretty great. So, wow, that's actually know. pretty disturbing. Cause when I think of, oh, come all you faithful, I think of just uh, peak. It might've been hard, hard to hell, but yeah. Experience. Yeah, yeah. Totally. juxtaposed by this worst of all possible things. So that's uh, pretty smart. Pretty smart. Yeah, it's a too. good, uh, yeah. So, you know, I'm sure all of our listeners are just doing nothing all week. That's my hope and prayer for all of you. <laughs> so maybe, you know, uh, I mean, you could probably get Black Christmas. I don't know where you can stream, but I'm sure you can rent it on iTunes or something. It's, if you like horror movies or if you just like, like, 
you know, it was interesting. We saw it in a, I saw it with a buddy in a theater and we were in the very front row and it was like, you, all the previews, you know, like every frame is like two seconds long. It kind of gives you a headache. But then this movie, it's just like a slower, it's a night made in the 70s. So there's like long shots and you follow the camera for like 10 seconds at a time. So it's a much more enjoyable, humanizing watching experience. So yeah, people should check out Black Christmas. That's my unsolicited holiday recommendation. And the inevitable best picture that I don't think either of us have seen yet, but the tragedy of Macbeth, I still can't wait for that one. Yeah. So hopefully that one will live up to the hype. I mean, Francis McDormand, Benzel, it's going to happen. Yeah, so. probably, you're probably right. All right, so we're going to do Psalm 84. It's for January 2nd. Um, ben, do you want to go do the whole thing or just through verse 9? Let's do the whole thing. Oh, all right, baby. Give them their money's okay. worth. This is Psalm 84, reading from the prayer book. How dear to me is your dwelling, O Lord of hosts. My soul has a desire and longing for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh rejoice in the living God. The sparrow has found her a house and the swallow a nest where she may lay her young. By the side of your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Happy are they who dwell in your house. They will always be praising you. Happy are the people whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on the pilgrim's way. Those who go through the desolate valley will find it a place of springs, for the early rains have covered it with pools of water. They will climb from height to height, and the God of gods will reveal himself in Zion. Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Hearken, O God of Jacob. Behold our defender, O God, and look upon the face of your anointed. For one day in your courts is better than a thousand in my own room, and to stand at that threshold of the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is both sun and shield. He will give grace and glory. No good thing will the Lord withhold from those who walk with integrity. O oh, Lord of hosts, happy are they who put their trust in you. Ben, you are my king and my God. So walk me through this psalm. Blasphemy, blasphemy. Well, I, I think the very first thing we have to mention is because the last couple of weeks we've talked about praise and worship music and how we are uh, we're fanboys. At the end of the day, we might be in more liturgical mainline my traditions. My heart and flesh cry out. Oh, man, that was free. So one of a great one by a band called Delirious was called Better is One Day. Think, is that Delirious or is that, is that Matthew Redman? Elsewhere. Uh, I mean, I feel like they're all copying each other. So yeah, it's very one, possible it was him. Yeah. Um, but that, that's a banger from, from the 90s. So I don't know if it holds up now, but it was. Uh, but that Absolutely aside, holds up. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get back to that verse later. But I, I mean, there's so much joy in this psalm, right? Look how it begins. How dear to me is your dwelling. Happy are they who dwell in your house. Happy are the people whose strength is in you. Nick, again, we talked about this the other week, but I mean, do you approach the house of God and our Lord Jesus Christ happy and just how dear to me it is just to be in your presence? Uh, this, you know, a lot of praise and worship music is kind of like sounds sometimes like a undress me Jesus songs or like, um, <laughs> <Yikes>. like <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, okay. just like Jesus is my boyfriend or my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. um, but there's a little bit like we, we knock on that. That's a little, <laughs> sorry, just, I just can't get, get over this, but <laughs> undress me Jesus. That's I've a, never heard that. I've never Jacob heard Smith that phrase. Original. My, my colleague always talks about praise and worship music that way, but I mean, less we knock like on it too hard yeah, it sounds like a hater 
I mean, what is more like the language and grammar of scripture? Uh, my heart and my flesh rejoice in the living God. Yeah. I mean, that feels like pretty intimate. Yeah. And I mean, like you, you can't take this too far. Right. But Augustine, when he is writing about God in the confessions, yeah. he's using very sensuous language. And I think that some of our our friends who are, are celibate have really grabbed onto this. It's like, you know, if you, if you play that down too hard, those of us who are never going to get the intimacy uh, that some of you folks are going to get in your life, like you, you find that in the Lord. And there's a great strand of the Christian tradition that has that. But again, maybe that's too big a sidebar, but really, I mean, this Psalm sounds like that. Happy are we. Um, Second thing I really want to talk about was this is a pilgrimage, right? This is one of those psalms of ascent. They're they're going up to well, Zion. Can we can we can we pause before temple. we can we pause before we go into that? Yeah. What what is verse two? What's the sparrow and the swallow? What's what's that doing there? Is that like poetic for uh-huh. something I don't understand? Or I I was as I was like meditating on the psalm but prior to our podcast recording, Ben, I was I could not get a handle on what that is doing there. Yeah, no, I mean, like, my impression is that it's saying just, like, all of creation wants to be there, too. It's not just you and me. Like, uh, this is like the heaven God and, the heaven and nature sing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sparrow finds her place there, just as you and I. You know, this a better is one day in the courts of God than a thousand elsewhere. Same for all of God's creation. Mm, okay, cool. That's this good. kind of joyous sound. So I forgot where I was. Uh, but yeah, no, pilgrimage, just, pilgrimage, pilgrimage. Yeah. So very interesting, right? Uh, the this psalm mentions the anointed one. This is the king, the king leading this procession up onto the mount to Zion to the temple. And um, I find this really interesting because you know we're we're people of place and time. Places really matter, and of course, uh, by virtue of the cross and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, we don't have to go to the temple mount anymore we don't have to go to zion zion you know is made accessible to all the 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 curtain the curtain has been torn in two but there is this i I think sometimes we protestants tend to be a little bit too hard on roman catholics for like oh man i I need that pilgrimage experience i mean i i went to the holy land with a bunch of my parishioners and i can't tell you how meaningful it was for people who had been there for the very first time this connection to the place where it occurred. And I think on a lower level, because not all of us are going to have the opportunity to go to the Holy Land, just our weekly trek to church is our trek to Zion. Of course, God and Jesus is available and accessible to us where we are. But there, there is this special place set aside where we do word and sacrament where we encounter God in Christ in a special way. So I, I don't think this is one of those Psalms that we're like, well, we're New Testament believers now, and there's little that we can do with this, or we completely spiritualize it. Uh, I think I think there's a continuity there. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's right. I mean, I think, um, I mean, I think it's, you know, like the most boring answer in the world, but I think it's kind of a both <laughs> and. I mean, I, I think it's okay to kind of crystallize, crystal, crystal, is there a verb crystallize? to make something Christological? like the Christologicalize, um, to read Christ into it a little bit. Like, I mean, I think, cause we're not reading this Psalm in an abstraction. We're thinking about the Psalm on the, you know, in Christmas tide. So I guess when I hear dwelling, you know, where does the Lord dwell 
where does God's house, like I do kind of think of Jesus Christ as the locus of God's presence. And so it's, 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 you know, drawing near to Jesus, that is what my heart and flesh rejoice and long for. But I mean, I think there is a equally valid way of framing it as the kind of assembled people of God, you know, in, in word and sacrament, that's where Jesus is too. So it's not just a kind of disembodied spiritual thing. It is a tactile, physical assembly, you know, yeah, like I said, it's boring, but I think it is both. And um, so yeah, ultimately it's yeah. about a yearning for God. And you see this, right? People are traveling from far and wide to get into the presence of God. And so, yeah, there's the connection with us. Ultimately, is it about the place? As you said, yes and no, but it's about the place because God resides there. Jesus Mm -hmm. is there. And as we said last week, it's, you know, in light of the incarnation, it looks a little differently. Uh, The temple is this ornate special spot here the dwelling place of god is in this lowly stable that is where the presence of christ is so i mean you know obviously that's the argument against like well you have to go to saint peter's in rome to have the real encounter with with god not that any of us would say that but you know in the lowliest places where the preaching of god's word is taking place the sacraments are being distributed um this is where Jesus is. Yeah, oh, yeah. Just Christ like, seems in, to be like maybe especially present in those lowly places. Yeah, yeah. Or even like in, in in less grand terms, but it's like, oh, this church is really where the Lord is doing things versus like any other kind of boring church where the gospel is preached and the sacraments are administered. You know, there's there's some, God is there too. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm wondering like the, the combination of verse three and four. So happy are they who dwell in your house. There's like blessing pronounced on those who dwell in the Lord's house. And then there's blessing that is pronounced on those who are on, on pilgrimage. And it's like this similar, whether you are in the Lord's house, you know, engulfed in the radiance of God's glory, you know, you are blessed, but you are also blessed. If you are like journeying there, even if you're through a desolate Valley, there is this, like, you can't lose, I suppose, you know, like you are, you know, there's a blessing for those who are in the Lord's house and there is a blessing for those who are on pilgrimage to it. But either way, you are like in the kind of spacious place of God's love. I don't know. It's just, an, I, I, I have to really study the Psalm to think about like what's happening there in, in the, in the world of the poet of the, of the poem, but that you, have you noticed that, that kind of interesting, you know, tit for tat? I mean, I think so. I mean, like just, I, I guess what really strikes me, and I feel like this connects with what you're saying, is just I don't oftentimes think on my way to church, like, wow, what a joy to be there. What a joy to be in the courts of our God. What a what a blessing, a privilege to be in God's presence. And yet this is what the psalmist is doing. How much of that is because it's like your job? I mean... Could be, but I mean, I'm thinking also like the average churchgoer, like, I mean, maybe correct me if I'm wrong listeners, but I mean, I think there is a healthy sense of here's a duty to go to church, uh, combined with, yeah. you know, I'm going to church to, I've had a tough week. I want to hear the yeah. good news. I'm a suffering person. I mean, Nick and I are too. That's why we go, but I do find it really interesting yeah. And helpful for us. It reminds me of some of our seminarian, fellow seminarians from back in the day who would talk about, these are friends of mine from Africa, who would walk seven miles to go to church. 
and seven miles to go back to their home. And it was just considered this sheer joy. It was a lot of work, but you're going there. And yeah. here people are on procession. Yeah. And yeah, to, I mean, to go out to the pilgrimage thing, I think this is where it's really helpful for people like you and me who, <laughs> this next thing I'm going to say, but embodied beings, there's something really exciting oh, about yeah, being yeah. on a pilgrimage that. Yeah. on our way to like, we're going to experience God in a special way. So yeah. I want to be one of those Protestants who really kind of uh, reclaims um, pilgrimage. It doesn't need to be a pilgrimage to Israel that you yeah. need lots of money for, but what might that mean in our lives? I mean, that might yeah, be something I mean, as simple as totally. like a prayer walk for your church yeah. or yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it, it, this is going to sound bizarre, but and maybe cancelable. That's kind of how I think of short-term, short-term mission trips. Like that's what they oh, are. Yeah. They're like, I mean, they're not pilgrimages in the sense of where you're going to a reserved holy site, but like you're not, the people that you're going to help are like, fine. It's more like by going there to Honduras or to Rwanda or to the Ukraine, those are places like our church here in Raleigh has relationships with, like the people that are going there from our church, they're the ones who are really being blessed by the faithfulness and courage and dignity and decency of the people that they're ostensibly serving. And it's like, I think like, you do. I mean, I do, you know, a lot of spiritual life is like long obedience in the same direction, but everyone I, in my pastoral experience needs those catalytic experiences that really move them forward in the grace of God. And those, and like, those are, I mean, a lot of those are pilgrimages. It's like, you know, maybe it is a literal pilgrimage to in Spain or in France or in the Holy land, or maybe it's like, yeah, I went to this awesome medical missions facility in Honduras and saw people who are like, doing the kingdom stuff and it's like oh my gosh it really like created doors and possibilities for me that i never imagined you know like that 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 feels very real yeah i guess there's this book called um and it's a good book when helping hurts which is oh yeah all about it's like the, on... the trauma crowd it's like yeah, yeah. it's like there's this venn diagram of like rise and fall of mark driscoll trauma helping hurts <laughs> it's just like the world that we live in i shouldn't yeah. be saying this but yeah so yeah. it's yeah. just like it's all about efficiency and the Christian life is not all about efficiency. And a lot of the time, it's all these things, right? It's, it's possible that people who go on these trips might establish real relationships with the people in Honduras. They might decide to give money as a result of going to this. All, and, and, and just you know, cross-cultural relationships among Christians, very important things. But as you said, what's more than that is that life is not just short, life is long. And at times, my spiritual well has run dry and it's experiences like that pilgrimages so to speak that for some reason god works through that and reinvigorates our own faith and reinvigorates the life of the church because bonds form on those pilgrimages that oftentimes cannot be shaken so i don't know if we've gotten really far afield but i think that's how you kind of recapture this thing you know happy are they who are on the pilgrim's way? Because sure, it's about the way, but more than just the way, it's about being in the presence of God in a special way. I and mean, a lot of people experience it that way. No, that's good, man. I mean, I'm the irony is that like we're doing this podcast before like one of the lowest attended Sundays in the entire year. You know, like January 2nd, like, ooh, a f- one eighth of our congregation is present here today. Happy are they who dwell in the courts of the Lord. <laughs> so yeah, if you're one of those, if you're one of those brave souls that will be at church this Sunday, 
Bless you. Pod and you know what? You. Right now, in the midst of this ongoing pandemic, watching online is part of the pilgrimage. I don't really like that, but you know, we're not trying to be crazy. Eventually, Honestly, you're going to have to get back I there. Kind but... of, I kind of disagree with that at this point, but you know. Well, whatever, I, I hear you, <laughs> and I did, but I live in New York City now. <laughs> we might be shut down in a couple of days for all I know. So. I mean, I'm just, I'm just getting to a like, I am very pro-vaccine and I'm anti-everything else. <laughs> that, that is where I'm at. But yeah, Nick maybe said- that's just me. Two or three boosters. Um, so yeah, yeah I just get not boosted every other. Science. I just get boosted every other week. You know, it's he's cool. just tired. I read about someone in New Zealand who got ten COVID shots in one day because he was oh. fulfilling the he was fulfilling the passport for people. But I'm kind of like that's an interesting data point. Like you can get ten of these in one day and be fine. Like wow. Did but he like live tweet the experience? I don't even know where I found out about that. We need to stop. Okay, Ben, please pray us out. All right, all right. Well. Happy New Year, folks. And uh, despite what you've heard, we hope you stick with us in 2022. (laughs) Here it goes. How dear to me is your dwelling, O Lord of hosts. My soul has a desire and a longing for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh rejoice in the living God. The sparrow has found her a house and the swallow a nest where she may lay her young. By the side of your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Happy are they who dwell in your house. They will always be praising you. Happy are the people whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on the pilgrim's way. Those who grow through the desolate valley will find it a place of springs, for the early rains have covered it with pools of water. They will climb from height to height, and the God of gods will reveal himself in Zion. Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Hearken, O God of Jacob. Behold our defender, O God, and look upon the face of your anointed. For one day in your courts is better than a thousand in my own room, and to stand at the threshold of the house of my God than to dwell in the house, the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is both sun and shield. He will give grace and glory. No good thing will the Lord withhold from those who walk with integrity. O Lord of hosts, happy are they who put their trust in you. How about that episode of Our Trying Pod? Now that you've been prepped for praise, won't you do us a solid and subscribe and review? We promise to keep the outlandish illustrations coming. So be sure to join us for another episode of your absolute favorite podcast.